Hello, mama. I hope your day is so beautiful and has been filled with moments of God and his peace. And also it's okay if there was hard moments. So glad you're tuning in. Uh, I'm excited to dive into our topic today. You know, this is kind of inspired because I'm working on a little project for you guys that I'm honestly so excited about. I cannot wait until I finish and I can present it to you. And so some of the things we're talking about in here might be a little bit related to what I've been working on. So Uh, It's kind of inspired this episode, but I really just wanted to talk to you about ways that you can get more time in your day and feel better at the end of it. Now, my strength is not in organization and time management and all of that. And so these are more just kind of um, mental, emotional, spiritual tools that you can use in a different way, because I believe that God in the middle of this season has so much for you, um, both in fulfillment in your, in being a parent, in your marriage, in a mission, maybe he has outside of parenting for you in making sure you're spending time with him in in helping you care for your body, care for your home. Like there's so many things that he, he calls us to. That's what a life of flourishing would look like. And so in this season of motherhood, it can feel so hard to find that time. And believe me, I get it. <laughs> I am far from perfect at any of these, which I'm far from perfect about any of the things that I share about. So No, you're in good company as I talk. The things I talk about are things that I have figured out because I have struggled in them. (laughs) But these are some ways that I have found to help me find more time because it's, it's a lot, right? I'm managing, and I know you have your own stuff you're managing. I'm managing three little kids. Um, I'm managing the marriage. I'm managing this business. I'm managing, uh, working on volunteer staff at my ministry at church. I'm managing friendships. Like there's so much the house, right? (laughs) Of course that comes last. (laughs) It's so funny. My mom told me I had to share this. She was like, you got to share this on the podcast. She's such an avid, um, faithful listener. It's so sweet that she, she listens to everything that I produce and it just really means so much to me. And then my dad edits it all. So he's listening to it all too. So it's always funny, the conversations we have about the podcast, but she, she told me I had to share this. Uh, you know, we get, I got a mother's day card from my son after coming home from school. And it's one of those like fill in the blank ones, like, you know, what do you love that your mom does? What's your favorite food she cooks? You know, all that kind of stuff. And I love those, honestly. They just make me so happy. So I'm so glad teachers do those. Um, But what, you know, one of the questions is, what does your mom love to do the most? (laughs) You'll never guess his answer. (laughs) To clean the house. (laughs) Like, oh my goodness. Yep, yep, definitely my favorite thing. Oh, it's still struggling over here. Still struggling. Um, but you know what? He, I, I, I think he put that because I'm talking about it so much. I'm like, okay, we have to pause our playing because I need to make sure the house is clean before daddy gets home. Part of my job and being a mommy is making sure the house is clean. So anyways, I'm getting off topic here, but all I have to say, like I get how time management is so hard in this season. There's so many things vying for our attention. 
pulling at us. And so I wanted to just talk about some of those and how you can not only create more time in your day, but just feel better at the end of the day. So I'm really excited to go here with you. I have eight things I'm going to try and get through in one episode and we'll see what happens. But Hey, before we jump in, I have one request for you. If you have been enjoying these episodes, if you have been encouraged and equipped and laughed or cried or whatever, something good, please just take a second to share this episode or share this podcast, whether it's on your social media, whether it's just sending it in a text to a friend. Uh, It just means so much to me when you help this podcast grow. And I just love building our community and just helping equip more moms for the massive tasks task that we have to raise the next generation. And you know how important it is. I, I'm just so fired up to make sure every mom is equipped for this mission. So make sure you're sharing it. Uh, just pause this episode real quick, send a screenshot on your social media or in a text that would really mean the world to me. So thank you in advance for doing that. And, uh, without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, mama, so excited to jump into this. Um, it's all about saving time, so let's jump right in. <laughs> I'm never good at saving time. Okay, number one, be fully present. Okay, so this is something that has been hitting me so much lately, is this idea that we need to make what we are doing count. We already do so many things, but I think what happens is we're doing so many things. We're trying to multitask. We're trying to just get through it so we can get to bedtime. We're trying to just get through it so that we can get to the next thing. And we miss being present in the moment. And so like, honestly, that the moment that I realized this is when I'm rocking my baby to sleep and I I guess I don't really rock him to sleep, but I sing him a song and I, I hold him for a minute while I'm singing him a song. And then I lay him down awake because we're all about healthy sleep habits over here for babies. But anyways, when I'm singing him a song, I notice in myself, there are times where I'm doing it and I'm just trying to get through it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to sing this fast so I can lay him down. I can go help my other kids. Right. And I'm like, just getting through it. And I'm not feeling it. I'm not really present, but I'll, I'll kind of notice that. And in the middle of it, I'll just all of a sudden snap and switch. And I don't even know that you could detect it in my singing, maybe, or even detect it in my body posture, maybe. But there's this internal switch that happens where I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is a moment to slow down. This is a moment to really hug my baby and be so present with him. This is a moment where I get to snuggle with him. I'm pouring into him by singing to him. This is a moment where I just get to be still, feel his sweet little body that's going to someday be taller than me probably. Like I just get to 
to pause and take it in. And so it's like, I just reframe my mind and my heart and I, I feel my arms around him and I feel the love that I have for him. It sounds so cheesy, but really like I can, I can, this all happens. Like I can literally feel this visible shift when I shift into being present. And it's like in those moments too, I don't want to let go. I'm like, oh, I just want to rock you for three more songs. But I lay him down because I don't want him to fall asleep in my arms because I do need him to take a good nap. And if, yeah, that'll mess everything up. <laughs> but I, I find those other moments where I can just like lean in and snuggle extra, you know, and find that. But all that to say, like, we have these opportunities all throughout our day and we're missing them. We're doing these things just to check a box, like meal times, like, um, check driving in the car, um, like checking in after school, um, even just like opportunities to play for 15 minutes. We're missing all these little moments where we have this possibility of really connecting, really feeling like we're there with our kids, like we're loving on them, like taking in the moment and thinking about like, Oh, I'm not going to have this forever. Like this is special what I have. And like, I get that, like people that have older kids or, you know, empty nesters, they're always telling us, right. It goes so fast. It goes so fast. Enjoy it. It goes so fast. And we're like, Oh, stop saying that. Like I get it, but also this is hard. And yes, it is hard. They're not trying to say it's not. So what I've, what I've done now, when people say that it's to me, it's instead of being annoyed at it, it's a reminder of like, Oh, okay. I need that reminder again. And I need it again. And I need it again because we do, because it is hard. And so it's easy to want to check out. It's easy to want to race through it and just cross the finish line. That is natural. But if we do that, what these people are saying and reminding us of is that we're going to miss out. We're going to regret it. We're going to feel like there was lost opportunities because there were lost opportunities. And so if we can take these little moments to enjoy. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to enjoy every day, all day. It doesn't even mean you're going to necessarily enjoy this season, though I do think God has good for us in every season. It might not necessarily be one that we love, and that's okay. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about enjoying those little moments, the moment where you're rocking your baby and singing to him, the moment where you're at the table with your kids and you guys are asking fun questions and playing a game, when you play with them for 10 minutes, just 10 minutes, and you're just fully present, not thinking about the house, not thinking about the dishes, not thinking about wanting to work, not thinking about anything besides just being in the moment with them. Let me tell you, this is a game changer. It sounds so simple and just almost even cliche, but honestly, if you can shift your brain in those little moments, I'm not saying all day, every day you have to be like this, just in these little moments, markers throughout your day, and like you can even establish these ahead of time, like where am I going to lean in today? Or even maybe it's like every day, you know, at bedtime, you're going to lean in or at dinner time you're going to lean in, like find those markers and make sure you are present in them because you're that way you're going to make them count. You're already doing so much. So make it count, like make yourself feel it. And, and not only is this going to pour into your kids in a different capacity, but it's going to pour into your, your own soul. Like you're going to feel so much better at the end of the day because you're like, Oh, I was there. I was with them. I felt that. I felt those emotions. I felt that love. I let myself slow down and experience that. And this is going to be a game changer more than almost anything else on this list is to find those moments to really lean in and be present.
All right, number two, and this is obvious, but so important, and you know this, but we got to talk about it. Get off your phone. Man, if there is anything that is stealing more of your time or more of your joyful spirit, it is your phone. Oh my goodness. Like I could rant on and on about this. Who knows if I will, (laughs) but I know you know it too. I know you've heard it from different directions, from your pastors and influencers. And like there's, everyone's talking about this because it is so true. Our phones are stealing our lives And, and that's not even dramatic. Like truly for so many of us, our phones are really stealing our lives. And so it is beyond essential that you have some major strong and healthy boundaries around your phone. If you are feeling like you do not have time to do anything, you do not have time to think, you do not have time to rest, you do not have time to get stuff done, like look at how much you're spending time on your phone. I I get it. Like it's in those margins when maybe it's when you feel stressed or maybe you have a, a few minutes in between things or maybe it's at the end of the day. Like it's so easy just to turn to your phone. It gets that instant dopamine release. So it's like this momentary satisfaction, just like any other drug. It is a unsatisfying high. It is temporary high that leads you just to feeling worse after it's done. And so like it's something that you need to pay attention to. So I encourage you, if you're not sure like where this is showing up in your life, but you know it's happening, start a few few ways to do this. You can take a phone audit. You can start auditing like how much time you spend on it, what, what areas of the day you have it pop up a lot in and start recording that. How much time are you spending here? What parts of the day is this coming up more? What does that look like? You also just can set some major boundaries on your phone itself. You can um, put like there's an app that blocks certain apps, right? So you can block Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, You also can set time limits on the different apps. You can delete the apps entirely, which I highly recommend. You can plug your phone in at your bed at a certain time of the day and you leave it there until you get to bed. And and I don't even mean to like scroll before you go to bed, but just to like tuck yourself in and it's there with your alarms ready to go. You can turn your phone into a smart, uh, a dumb phone. You can turn your smartphone into a dumb phone. You could get a dumb phone, meaning like a flip phone. You know what I mean? Um, there's so many different ways to set boundaries here, but if this is something you're struggling with, it is essential that you figure it out, figure out what's going to work best for you. Uh, if that's you stop listening right now, like figure out which, which method you're going to do and implement it, start mapping out, like make a chart so you can map out your day, uh, go look and figure out how to set the limits on the apps, go delete the apps, like do something right now, because this is stealing your time and your spirit, your soul, like when we pour hours into our phone, that ultimately does not lead to anything fruitful. Now, I don't think social media is inherently evil, but it is stealing from you. Um, when you go on those apps, like what fruit is coming out of it? Are you really learning something that you're actually applying? Are you feeling better about yourself and, and diving into your relationship with God? Are you like, is there good that's coming out of it? Now there might be some good, but at what point in the hours of scrolling, does that good actually start getting turned for bad, right? If, if maybe we go on there for five minutes and we get a, a tip on something or we connect with a friend 
That's great. But then after that five minutes, like, does that really benefit you after that? Or is it just wasting your time? For me, I know I never feel good when I'm on social media, even when I learn something. Honestly, what will happen with me is sometimes, most of the time I just have the apps completely deleted on my phone. Sometimes I'll have them there. And when I, I don't know, have a minute in between things, I'll hop on there and I'll be, you know, not intentionally, but I'll start scrolling. And the cool thing is with my podcast, Instagram, I am only following just a a number of people, like people that have influenced me, whether it's my pastors or, you know, major pastors throughout the world or whoever it is. So I only get their content, which is usually like, you know, Bible driven God content. And so I'll, you know, that's what shows up. And so it'll get my attention and I'll see something and it'll like, give me an aha moment with God. And I'll be like, why am I, why am I on my phone? Like, I'm grateful for that moment where it made me realize that now I need to shut this down. And so that all literally, literally happen within like two minutes, maybe less of being on there. And I'll realize I need to shut this off. Um, because I just, for me, never feel good about it. That's why I'm on Instagram. So you can share with your friends kind of, I don't know. I don't know why I'm on there. I should really think about that. I never post anything. Uh, I'm sure those of you that have found me on there realize this. <laughs> That's because I have never been able to have a healthy relationship with social media. It just so easily sweeps me away. And so if that's you, like set some firm boundaries, figure out what that needs to look like and implement it. Okay. All right. Number three, you need some boundaries in your day. And what I mean by that is that you need to delineate which parts of your day are for what. We can't just have wake up whenever you want to wake up. And sometimes you're going to clean right now. And sometimes you're going to play with your kids. And sometimes you're going to work. And then you're going to do five minutes of cleaning and then five minutes of work and then five minutes of your kids and swing back around. Like that doesn't work multitasking wastes your time. And so you've got to have some clear boundaries of when your day starts, when your day ends, when nap time is, when, when playtime is. Um, and I don't mean like overdoing it and scheduling out every single minute of every day. That's why I love Chelsea Joe's systemize your life system. (laughs) You can go check her out, her content at systemize your life podcast. And I have been so changed by her academy and it's, yeah, so great. So if you need to know more about that, go check that out for her. I do it a little bit different than her, but essentially I just have boundaries. So I know what time I'm going to wake up every day and it it changes a little bit. Sometimes it's six, sometimes it's 630, sometimes it's 530. It just kind of shifts somewhere in that hour. Um, and then I know what time I get my kids up usually between seven and seven 30. I'll wake them up sometimes on like a weekend. I'll wake them up at seven 45, um, even eight o'clock every once in a while. But I know within that hour, right, I get them up. And once they get up, we know our routine. We go and have breakfast. We get dressed after that. Usually because my children are messy eaters, especially my two-year-old. And so then we get dressed and then it depends on what the day looks like after that. But I know that first block after breakfast, depending on the day again. So some days I know I go into work and I got to get everyone to their spots so that I can work. Or some days we are at home and sometimes at home means going on an adventure together. Sometimes it means cleaning, but I know in that morning block, it is time with my home, my kids. Now that can vary. Like I'm not always doing laundry at the exact same time on the exact same day. And I am still trying to get my laundry system down. So maybe it'll be that I will have that eventually right now. What I mean by this though, is just something very simple. 
the boundary is I get my kids up at this time. This is the chunk of time that I'm either working or with them in my house. So like they're there when I clean, they're not there when I work. When I have a work block, I'm working, I'm not cleaning. When I have a kid's day, I'm with them or cleaning. Like those, that is the delineation. And then nap time is they are in their beds, either sleeping or playing quietly, and I am working. I'm not cleaning, I am working, right? And then the boundary is at this certain time, I wake them up, usually around 3.15, and I get them out of their beds. And now we have the afternoon block, which is just us playing, cleaning, making dinner, whatever it is right? It's, it's not working. I'm not working during those times. And then we put them to bed. And then after we put them to bed, usually by seven 30 at the latest, that is evening block where I get to work. I get to read. I get to watch TV. If I really feel like it though, honestly, TV is like social media for me. And I just feel like crud after I watch it. So all that to say though, those are the clear boundaries in my day. Like you need to know what it looks like. And I know everyone's structure is different with their age of kids and school and all of the things, but just to have a flow to your day, some clear delineation of what is what don't try and be working all the time when it's your kids are there. Now there can be some of that if it's clearly designated, like, but don't just make it so flowing in and out that there is no delineation and boundaries within your day are really going to help get your time back. And your kids need this. Your kids need to know when it's time for them to be with you or that you're cleaning. Like your kids need to know what to expect. Your kids need to know when to go to bed. Um, And this is going to, again, buy you back more time because they're going to get used to that system and they're going to start being prepared for that at that time. Um, And you also don't feel guilty because you are teaching the kids the habits that you need. So when you do need to clean the house, when you do need to work, you're making it this boundary clear that this is what's happening. And you're teaching your kids how to do this as well, because you're modeling that. And we want our kids to thrive. We want our kids to be able to, to work well, to play well, and, and helping them see those boundaries and learn that, that kind of flow to their day is going to be so huge. All right, number four, and this is kind of another like time management one, not as much mental, but it is something that we need to highlight and it's get organized. We waste so much time trying to either multitask or decide what to do. And, you know, this is kind of similar to the boundaries, but in a little bit of a different way, because, you know, even in those boundaries, like for us, our morning block where we're home and we can either go on an adventure or I could clean or we could play or some combination of it. If I don't have like the agenda set out for the day, I'm going to spend so much time being like, okay, well, maybe I should start on the dishes. Oh, and so I start on the dishes and I'm like, oh my gosh, we really, really need to do laundry. And so I'll run down and get the laundry and get started. And then I'll halfway through the laundry be like, oh my goodness, you know, maybe the baby needs to be put to sleep. Then I got to go to the baby. And then I'm like, oh wow, I'm looking in their bedrooms and I'm like, wow, I really need to, um, clear some of these out. There's some clutter. And so I need to start doing that. And then like we go from thing to thing to thing. And that could literally happen all day. We get nothing done and we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off, trying to make it all happen. And it's unsuccessful. And so we need to have it planned out ahead of time, what it's going to look like. And again, this is something I'm still figuring out, but I do know the importance of it. So if you need help with this, I'm going to say it again, Chelsea Joe. you can get a code for her Academy by using the code morning mama. You can get 
a percentage off and it's going to change your life. So go and do that. She also has like a do it yourself course now with, uh, without coaching, that's a lot cheaper. And so super helpful if you need to get some structure in your day. All right. Enough said about that because I am no expert here, but I do know that you need to value this. And the last thing I will say about that is clean as you go, like make sure as you go throughout your day, you are picking up as you go and not just leaving it all for one end of the day or whatever chunk of the morning, whatever it is, clean as you go. I'm telling myself this as I say it, clean as you go. (laughs) Okay. All right. Number five, stop listening to the lies. Now this is a little bit of a deeper one and I know a little bit, um, harder to implement, right? Like you can get your systems in place and work on them and get them honed in. But like lies is a deeper work that is kind of a a life worker, never fully going to arrive until we get to heaven. But honestly, this is so essential, hard to do, but essential because when lies come in, man, do they slow us down? Do they waste our time? Do they, do they leave us feeling like crud at the end of our days? We have to figure out how to stop the lies from taking us down from, you know, at the end of the day, like I think this one especially shows up at the end of the day where we're like, gosh, what did I even do today? Was I even a good mom? Right? Like I was, I was terrible. I I messed up in this way. And we just focus on all these, these ways we failed. And it, we begin to tell ourselves these lies about what it says about us, who we are because of these mistakes that we made. And like then too, throughout our day, you know, sometimes I'll find myself like, so overwhelmed with like feeling like I'm just failing at everything that I'll just have to like sit on the couch and like put my head in my hands and be like, Oh my gosh, what am I even doing? How I'm not good enough for this. Right? Like it it slows us down when we let these lies in. So the solution to this is you need a system for battling the lies. Now I talk all the time about restoration theory and your four steps. And that's an amazing system that you absolutely need in order to battle these lies. And so if you want to join me in that, you can always check out episodes 15 through 20, but also come join me in our Academy. I would love to have you there. The link is in the show notes. Come join me and I'm going to help you identify your pain cycle, your peace cycle, and how to walk out for your four steps, which literally any lie that comes in, you will now have a game plan for it. But also if you're not ready for that, there are other ways to battle these lies. Like First of all, is just identifying like, what are the lies and name them and then have some scripture ready. Like the lies that we battle are often the same ones again and again and again. And so be ready, have the sword of the spirit ready to go have a scripture that, that speaks into that. What does God say about that and battle that lie so that it doesn't take you down in your day. It doesn't make you feel terrible at the end of your day. Like let's just be done wasting our precious time on lies that literally are lies, right? Like it's inherent in the word that these things, these thoughts that are taking us down are not true. They are a lie. And so we need to need to identify them and cut them out again. I know that is much deeper work that you gotta, you gotta work through, but this is going to change so much for you when you can really get a handle on that. So again, if this is you that really struggles with this and you don't know the four steps and you're not ready to go there, then just pause this get out a piece of paper, start writing down the lies that get you down all throughout the day. Like not good enough. 
I'm not doing enough. I'm a failure. Um, I'm alone. What is that? What are those lies? And then start finding some scripture that speaks to that. Like, no, you're more than enough. God made you good. You're more than a conqueror, right? God is always with you. He'll never leave you. So you're never alone. Start writing some truth and be ready to battle those lies the next time they come up. And and just don't let them have a foothold in your life because talk about a waste of time. Okay? We don't have time for that, mamas. All right, number six. Okay, we've had a lot of episodes on this, but it's because it's essential. You need to get some help. This is not only going to save you time, but it will help you feel better at the end of the day because you're going to see that you can make progress. You're going to see that you are not broken. It's just there was too much on your plate, right? I think sometimes when we have so much swarming around us and it's just so overwhelming, it can feel like we're just broken. Like we just can't do this. Like there's something wrong with us. But I think what we don't realize so often is that it's just too much. Like there is literally too much in our time, in our schedules. We're trying to cram too much into one day. So getting help is going to just help you make headway in so many areas because it's like a domino effect too. When you have one area just flossing, taking, getting taken care of, it gives you enthusiasm and energy and excitement to tackle the others. And so then you have more momentum and excitement about moving forward in the others. So an example for me is, you know, recently I got to add an extra work day for this business into my week. And I used to just have four hours one morning and then like, you know, random nap times. Um, but now I have two four hour chunks a week and then random, random nap times. And that extra four hours, oh my goodness, has been a game changer in moving forward because now I'm not just maintaining progress. I'm actually able to like, uh, make bigger progress, like do bigger projects, um, grow and, and think about how we can make things even more awesome. Right. And so that is exciting me and making me feel like motivation and like I'm progressing. And when I'm progressing, I want to progress in other things. And so I'm like, okay, I got this going. What else can I get going? Right? Like, and it's, it's helping me just have more vision and motivation and excitement for the rest of the areas. So let's talk about some different ways to get help. So first of all, if someone is offering to help, accept their help, accept it. Unless it comes with some strings attached and you've tried to set clear boundaries and it doesn't, doesn't happen. And you just know that will not be good for your family. Unless that is the case after trying to set clear boundaries, let me say, cause sometimes we assume the boundaries will not be allowed to be set. And that is not accurate. So after you've tried that and it, you know, it's not healthy for your family, then okay. But any other reason, like accept the help, humble yourself. You don't need to do it all alone. Like let people help. Okay. And then two, this can be in conjunction with number one or separate. You need to get creative about how you can get help. So another example of this is I, we used to get our house cleaned twice a month, which is just such a blessing. And you know, we just, it's just amazing, but we're kind of in a a tighter financial situation right now. And so I really, you know, going back to like getting another day at work, I really 
felt like I needed another day of work. And I just really wanted that. I really could see the vision of like, if I just had this extra day, it would help me in all these ways. And so I was like talking with my husband. I'm like, I just really want this. I just think it's going to help so much. And so we got creative. And so now we are going from twice a month having a cleaner come to once a month, which yes, makes our house a little bit dirtier, but you know what? <laughs> like we, we rock with it. I sweep a little bit more. We, you know, like it, we make it work. And now I get to use that money that's saved for a mother's helper. So if you don't know what a mother's helper is, it's like a young girl that, um, you know, isn't as experienced. She can't drive. And so she can, you can pay less, even though they're great. Um, and they, they love that cause they're getting experience. It's not like you're trying to rip them off. Like this is a blessing on both ends. And then, and you stay at home while they are helping, whether they're helping with the kids or, um, whatever it is that they're helping with, you can do dishes while they're there. You can work, whatever it is you need. And so we have a mother's helper that comes, um, once a week now, and it's just so amazing. And so we got creative. Okay. So figure out how you can get creative. Like maybe you're eating out less, like maybe you stop eating out just one time a month and that's like an extra hundred dollars. And probably for most of you, it's like even more than that, depending on how big your family is and where you're eating out. But I know a lot of you spend a lot on eating out. So it's like, if you cut that down, if you cut one of those out of your month, how much money will that give you? what could you do with that money? Like, could you hire a mother's helper twice a month? Could you hire a cleaner once a month? Um, you know, I also recently found like there's laundry service. Oh, I can't wait until we can afford it. Like it's really pretty reasonable too. It's just in this season, we can't afford it, but like they wash and fold your laundry. And this is my ultimate dream. <laughs> so you can do that. Like, where are you struggling? What do you not like to do? How can this help you move forward? Can someone watch your kids? Can someone clean the house? And just get rid of your pride. Your pride is a waste of time. That's what I should have entitled this part. Get rid of your pride. It's a waste of time. It makes you feel bad at the end of the day. Okay. I'm just going to bust through these last two real fast because we're out of time. But seven is get healthy rhythms. What this looks like is essentially maintenance for your relationships. So making sure that you have regular time with your husband every week every week, every day, making sure you have regular time with your kids every day. Um, and that doesn't mean you need to spend hours and hours with all of them every day. It's just like, what does that, what does that look like? Is it just doing bedtimes with your kids every day and making sure it's a personal connection? Is it spending an hour with your week, with your husband a week, like really diving deep with him? Like, what does that look like? Um, and this, this prevents conflict. Like it's like a tune up for your relationship so you can maintain the health of it. Um, and it just really helps a lot for your kids, for you, for your husband, all of it. So figure out what those healthy rhythms look like and implement them. And then number eight is apologize quicker. <laughs> you know, what? it takes a lot of time and makes you feel bad fighting. So the quicker that you can apologize and stop being stubborn, the more time you're going to have, the better you feel. So just, just maybe all of this should be called get rid of your pride, but really like that apology can be massive in terms of making you feel better and, uh, saving your day. So I hope that helps you just some different things to think through. Just know that God has given you the season. He's given you everything you need in it. 
all the strength you need, all of the time you need. And so it's your job to steward it well. So what does that look like? What do you need to do? Which area of this are you struggling with? Like, do you need to set some boundaries with your phone? Do you need to go learn about some organization from another podcast? Like, do you need to get some help and talk to your husband about how you can make that happen? Like, what does this look like? I want you to, to figure out what your next step is. If you are struggling with time and feeling just like crap at the end of the day, like I didn't do anything. I feel like I failed and I do have a tool coming up for you soon. I'm excited to share, but until then, like try and figure out what your next step is. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for this season of motherhood that as full as it is, God, that you have us in the exact right place. Thank you for equipping us and giving us everything we need, all of the time we need, all of the strength we need. God, I pray that you would just give us wisdom with how to spend that time. What does that look like? God, help us to just plant our feet in the moments that we do have, God. Help us just to use that well. God, and I just pray that you would just help us to um, just really be good stewards of our time, that we would just be able to pour in in every way that we need to, God, and that you would just bless everything our hands touch. God, we just thank you for this life that you've given us. What a blessing it is to get to steward this time, this life. Like, wow. Help us to see it that way and be excited for the hours we have, God, and not, um, not mourn the time we feel like we're missing. We're not missing anything. So God, just, just shift our perspectives. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.